Hey you, you multifaceted being. My name is Jennifer Larkin and I'm the host of the Attracting Abundance podcast. I am a multi-business owner of a sustainable online boutique, a social media management business, and I'm a full-time fashion model. I have a lot going on and most of us do. So follow along this podcast to learn all about business hacks, all about sustainability, and really just anything that comes to mind because all of us are very multifaceted, like I said. Thanks for being here. This episode is brought to you by Me Time or hashtag have a moment for yourself. It is a morning routine kit. It's so amazing. I use it every single day. I'm obsessed with the eucalyptus oil. They also have a affirmations deck, a journal, and then a curated Spotify playlist. You can use code Jennifer for 20% off and I will also leave the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back to the Attracting Abundance podcast. This is episode 40. I'm super stoked for me, for us. Thank you guys so much for being here. If this is your first time, my name's Jenny. Thank you so much for being here. If this is not your first time, thank you guys. I really appreciate the support. So I was listening to the last episode. I feel like I was talking a little quiet, which I didn't think I was, but I'm going to try and talk a little bit louder this time. So I said on Tuesday that I wasn't going to have a Thursday episode, but I changed my mind because for some reason I have so much energy right now after getting back from New York. And it's probably because I had a cup of cold brew and then a matcha. And also I'm in like the phase of my cycle where I have like, you know, a lot more energy. Um, Again, guys, going to be bringing my friend Sasha on and then somebody else potentially to talk about cycle syncing so that we can dive really deep into that subject. But again, thanks for being here. We're going to be talking. It's kind of going to be like a jumble. I had the idea to kind of do like a story time, like quick episode and then like how I kind of stay confident as a model and like especially when I go to castings because I just went to one today. But then I was driving, like I always say, manifesting generator. I'm listening to other episodes and like my thoughts just go rampant. So I'm like, I can't not have an episode this week because like I have so many ideas. Like I can't like not share them because then they'll never get shared. So it's going to be like a jumble of like those two topics and then going into like some other ideas that kind of like came up. So I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's just get into it. I'm going to do my three good things like been really consistent with that. So I hope you guys like that because one, it just makes you learn more about me. And then also I hope it helps you build a habit to do this for yourself as well and just like practice gratitude. So number one, went to the city for the anthro casting. I think it went really, really well. I'm super hopeful just to get back in with that company, especially since I'm in Philly now. That would just be like amazing. And the team is so great. And I saw the team I'd worked with before like three years ago. So it was really nice to just see like friendly faces and then I saw so many people that I haven't seen at that casting. So it was really nice to just kind of like reconnect with people who I haven't spoken to in a long time. And that's always just like fun. Everyone's so nice. And I feel like everyone kind of just knows everyone in this industry, like for the most part, um, because the board that I'm on, at least, like, they try and, like, mingle us on the same board. So there's just, like, friendly faces that I saw and friends I haven't seen in a while just because of COVID and everything. So then I got lunch with a friend after, and it was super good. We went to this, like, cute little Australian place. I think it's called, like, Citizens Cafe. And that was just, like, really fun. And then, you know, we took some content and stuff like that, which was fun. And then I drove home, and it was just, like, a sunny day, and it was really nice. And I got, like, a matcha. And then I listened to um, just some podcast episodes, and I just, I don't know. I'm just, like, loving podcasts right now. It's so funny because if you would have asked me this like 
you know, maybe last year, I actually might, I think I answered this on my story because somebody asked me like, what are your favorite podcasts? And I was like, I actually genuinely don't listen to podcasts. And then like now I'm obsessed with them. So it's so funny. Um, and then I just got a bunch of mail and I like went to my mail room and like, I have one of those, you know, like techie things where it tells you how much mail you have. And it said I had like three packages and I really have like not been expecting anything, but some things I like ordered that were like made to order. So they like showed up late. And then also, I, I think I got some PR packages because I was not expecting as many boxes. And then I was kind of like, oh, shit, like, how am I going to carry this all up? I wasn't expecting this because I also, like, just went and got my sister some things for her birthday tomorrow. And I'm, like, making her shop book. So I don't know if this is, like, a normal thing. I've heard that it's, like, a sorority thing, but, like, I wasn't a sorority. So, like, somebody made me a shop book. I made, like, my biggest shop book. I made my best friend a shop book. But I think it's just, like, fun because it's, like, a huge scrapbook of, like, the people in your life. Life at that point in time so like usually your siblings your best friends your partner if you have one whatever just a bunch of like funny pictures of you and a bunch of cute pictures of you and then you basically just like supposed to take it out to you to the bars but I'm going to kind of change it up where it's just going to be like a bunch of pictures and then I'm going to do like some drink recipes for her um for like cocktails because I don't know I'm not trying to promote my sister taking like 21 shots at the bar you know what I mean <laughs> so making her that um I think it's just a cute thing to make and I'm excited to give it to her so let's get into it. We're going to start with the breath. I forgot that last time. So we're going to take a full exhale out, like I said before. So just exhale all of the breath out of your mouth. <sighs> Breathe in your nose. Hold at the top. And we're going to breathe out our nose. And that just grounds us into the present moment. Always makes me feel better because I like to talk fast. So this morning, um, because, you know, obviously the sponsor of the podcast is Me Time, I pulled a card, like I said, I've been wanting to do. I've been kind of forgetting. But this morning, before I went to my casting, I pulled the card for the day and it said, I'm divinely supported at all times. And I love that because truly, we are. We truly are. And it was a really good day. Like, I just, I feel really good. I feel... Like, my career is finally getting back on track. I feel like myself, like, I just, you know, when, like, obviously you go in waves. Like, talk to me last week. I had not the best week. And this week I'm feeling better. And it's kind of funny now that I know about cycle syncing where actually, like, it made a lot of sense why last week I was, like, maybe more in the dumps. And this week I'm feeling a little better because of the cycle, like, phase that I'm in. So that's fascinating. Again, we'll dive into that another time. So let's just get into the episode. This is my story time. I think this is just entertaining. I did make a TikTok about this, but again, I'm trying to kind of like cross promote my content where some people like just don't really like to watch long form content on TikTok. So like I'm hoping if you know the story, just pass through. It'll probably be like five minutes. So anyways, the story is about a time where, and this is a modeling story. So when I was like peak of my career in 2019, I was flying a lot. So it was like really just like kind of all over the place like super out of character for me where like I was kind of being messy and I was getting really distracted and I would like basically for or like mix up dates and times for like flights that I had and stuff like that 
So I, I'll tell like the less crazy story and then the crazier story because I had this one time where I literally like had to be in Florida for something. And for some reason, I think I thought I was like flying in the morning of the shoot or something, but I was actually flying in like the night before. Like I have no idea. Like, again, I was like running like a crazy person at this time, like working so much where I felt like super like sleep deprived. And I literally like, Alex and I literally like ordered Postmates and I'm sitting in bed and for some reason I happen to, we're about to watch a movie. I look at my phone right before and it says like, your flight is boarding or like time to check in for your flight or something that was like, okay, it's, I think it was like, we're boarding right now. And I was like, well, I'm clearly not at the airport. So like, I wasn't even packed. Like, I don't even know what I was thinking. Like, cause I think I, again, I think I thought I was flying out the next day and got like the dates confused because I was like, Alex wouldn't have been here. And like, we wouldn't have just gotten food. And I was thinking like, oh yeah, we'll get food. And then like, I had to get my nails done for the job. I was like, I'll get it done tomorrow morning or something. And then I'll just go. And I get that notification. So it was Delta, which I used to fly Delta a lot and like love them. And I called them and they were able to just like change the flight, but I couldn't get my nails done. Like I had to like leave for the airport, like basically right then and there. So that was just crazy. And like, I've done stuff like that before where like, I literally had like an international flight and I had to Uber and I was like, you know, gonna get there like two hours early or something instead of three. And then like the, again, it was like, I was about to miss the time to like check my bags, which is like, if you know me, this is so out of character. So like the reason I'm saying this is because like one, it's funny, but also like, I was just so like overworked And it just was like almost too much. And I like that's I'm kind of going to get into like the idea of like working too much because you think you need to sort of thing later in the episode. But then the main story, which is the one I made the TikTok about, is that this one time I it was like I guess it was Milan Fashion Week. So I get this call from my agent. She's like, you booked this fashion show in Milan. And. You also booked this jewelry campaign in Austin, Texas, like basically two days after. And she's like, it's going to be a little tricky. Like you're going to fly a red eye into Milan. You're going to have the show. You're going to sleep there. And then you're going to fly out and go to Austin for this job. Like, do you think you can handle this? And I was like, Virgo manifesting generator. Hell yes, I can handle this. And I was like, I absolutely want to do both of these, of course. So we have this whole talk, like, that's why I'm like honing this in. Like we had a whole freaking talk about it. So I, you know, get this red eye, go to Milan. I immediately land and I immediately have to go to this like fitting. And if you know me, like that's a freaking nightmare to me. Like I am very much like a land must go right to the hotel, like shower, like unpack my stuff, like brush my teeth, wash my face, possibly take a nap. Like I am not a good person to like, that's not what I meant to say. Like I don't travel well when there's like a huge time difference. And like, I'm trying to like change that narrative and get better at it where like I show up and I unpack or whatever. And then I like go walk or something. So I like kind of try and get myself in the same time zone and I don't like eat in the time zone that I'm like not in. Do you know what I mean? So anyways, I get there. I have to go right to this fitting. Also I'm in Milan. Like everyone speaks Italian. Like not a lot of people speak English, whatever. I'm flustered by all of that. I'm incredibly tired, like super jet lagged. I was there like for hours, like 
so many freaking hours because we had to like fit and then we had to wait for other girls to fit and then we like started practicing the walk and the walk was like a tiny bit complicated so a lot of people kept messing it up and it was like if one person messed it up we had to redo it so we were there for freaking hours so we i don't even know i think we might have left at like 11 p.m or something crazy like that or like 8 p.m and i had been there since like the morning so i had like tons of espresso so again i'm just like out of whack i'm i whatever not in my right state of mind so anyways, we go back to the hotel and I am staying in a room with like another model, which this is the first time it's ever happened to me. If you also know me, like that is kind of my worst nightmare. Like I don't like stuff like that. I like to be in my own space. And also I'm incredibly tired because I haven't slept all day. So I try and stay up like in the night, like the right time. But I end up falling asleep at like 8 p.m. or something like that or 9 p.m. So I end up waking up at like 2 in the morning and I like cannot fall back to sleep. So I'm like, already like, okay, well, great. Like I'm basically gonna be, have no sleep for this show, like whatever. Get to the show, again, lots of coffee, lots of like, you know, makeup, hair, just a lot of commotions going on. We do the show, a lot of adrenaline, like it's just a lot. But it was amazing, it was so exciting. I was actually like the only American they flew for this job. So it was like, honestly, it's such an honor. Like it was, it was very cool. Like I was like, whoa, this is amazing. And it was, I met so many amazing people, like whatever. That's not a part of the story, but just, it was amazing. So then we, me and like a other group of girls who are from like the Netherlands or the, like the UK or whatever are going and staying in like this hotel, but it has like a king size bed and then two bunk beds. So like, again, we were staying like all together, but we got a little closer, so it was fine. But so like, they're all flying out like that next morning at like 11 o'clock or whatever. So we already have figured out like, okay, we're getting an Uber for them. And then I'm just gonna like take the train into the center of Milan and like spend the day there because my flight to me, what I thought was like 11, 11 p.m. Something with a lot of ones the next night. So I'm like, okay, well, and I, I actually kept saying to everyone, I was like, I feel like it's super weird that they would have put me on like such a late flight when you guys are all leaving so early. Like, I just like, I, I actually said it like so many times, which makes the story even more ridiculous. So like whatever and also I have like a glass of wine so I'm like I don't know what in me decided like not to check the time like because honestly I'm still like this even though the story happened of like if I have a time in my mind like I'm like yeah it's that time I know it's that time and then like I've missed things like that before like I actually missed like a massage appointment the other day because I did that and thought it was like an hour later than it actually was anyways I will learn eventually so I, you know, I wake up, everybody gets the Uber, we have breakfast, they get the Uber, whatever. I am like leisurely going into Milan and I like go to the Duomo, I get gelato, I go in the Louis Vuitton store, I like go to a park, I get some food, I'm sightseeing, you know, I put my freaking suitcase in like a locker thing and I'm like having the freaking time of my life. And then... I like leisurely go to the airport. Oh, I'm like forgetting in the story that like the, the flights when you go to like another country are usually in military time. So like if you're not used to that, it makes it more confusing. Like that's why it made it more confusing for me. And now I'm much better at that because this happened to me. So anyways, I get to the airport for like, you know, I get there like 9 p.m. or whatever, like three hours early, go up to like check in for my flight. I'm like, hi, here to like, you know, check my bag or whatever. And they're like, there are no more flights to New York City tonight. And I was like, oh, and mind you, I'm flying to New York City, then to fly out of Austin 
like I had a layover like that. So it was like, it was just very complicated. And I'm like, what do you mean? There's no flights to New York. Like I'm gonna miss this job now. And then like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, my flight was at like 1 p.m. And I'm like, how the hell did I mess this up? And I'm like, literally my agent was so clear that this was gonna be complicated. Like, how did I screw this up? And mind you, this is the night before the job in Austin. So it's like just horrible and made no sense of like, of course I had to get on the flight the night before or like that, you know, earlier in that day or would have never made the job. Like it's like, you know, six hour flight and all that time difference. Like it would have made no sense at all. I wouldn't have slept for the job. So I was just like so mad at myself, but then like, this is just, you know, if you don't know now, you know, type of thing. Also that like most agents have like a travel agent. So like I had to call my agent and then she had to like deal, like call the travel agent. The travel agent had to call me. She had to like book me a new flight, which I think that was, I had to pay like a change flight fee or something. And then I had to like pay for a taxi to get me to a new hotel. I had to pay for a hotel and then I had to pay for an Uber to get back to the airport in the morning. So All in all, I ended up making no money from that fashion show, but I basically just got a free day in Milan because the job covered all those expenses. So it's okay, it is what it is. It was cool to see all that stuff. So, but the key from the story is that when you are moving super fast, you need to take some breaks to like relax, like meditate, go get massages, do things that calm your mind or you will be on total autopilot and you will make like all these mistakes. And that cost me like a ton of money because I missed this job and then I, you know, didn't make any money from the fashion show. But the, you know, good outcome is that one of my good friends ended up getting the job. But like, it was like, you know, somehow they made it work where it was like she was available and then they flew her there like last second to get to the job. Like, ugh, I just felt so bad and like, of this brand is ever going to work with me again like such a bummer because it was like such an amazing client so anyways uh, that's just like funny story and also showing that I'm like absolutely not perfect and still make mistakes and like that sucks you know so okay the next thing I wanted to talk about was like how to basically be confident at a casting like very specifically a casting just because I feel like my friend and I were talking today about how, and I talk about this all the time actually, about like how it's it's just this t- sort of, this industry is so like, what do I wanna say? Like there's such a gray area and like everyone kind of just like acts like they know what they're doing, but like not everybody knows what they're doing and not everyone has been doing this for like as long as, you know, me or something where like I had no idea what to do in the beginning compared to now. And it's like, people just expect you to just like know exactly how to pose, know the etiquette of everything, like all of this stuff, like how to show a bit of casting, like all these things. So I hope that like this one, like shed some light just for like general consumers listening to this, but also like, if you do want to be a model, I think this is some really good information to know. Um, So, and also we were talking about how like, sometimes we still get nervous and anxious, even though we've been like doing this for a long time. And I I really want to talk about that because I think like it's so, um, normal. Like, it's just like, I've heard like, you know, comedians that get on the stage, they still get nervous, even though like they're freaking so famous and they've been doing this like a million times. 
So, I just want to talk about that. Like, I still get anxious when I go to things. Like, I definitely, like, I get, like, shaky. Like, I definitely get, like, sweaty and, like, definitely nervous. And sometimes, even at my worst, this is, like, a little different than the casting. But not really. Because, like, when you go to a casting, like, if it's, like, a good setup casting, they will most likely, like, put you in an outfit from the client and then take some photos of you as if you were on set to test, like, test how you move and how you photograph and things like that. Because, you know, you could be very different on their set compared to like something else you did for like a test shoot or something. So sometimes if I'm like in a bad headspace and I like am going after a girl or something and I see how she's posing and I'm like, oh God, she's like amazing. I might get in my head and have some imposter syndrome of like, I don't think I could do this. And that's obviously like not true. That is your imposter syndrome lying to you. Like obviously I compose. I've been doing this for 10, 11 years. Like, but I, I just want to normalize that like that happens. That happens to everybody. And sometimes I compare myself to others. And especially I was saying today, like if I have had a lot of coffee, it will definitely like heighten my anxiety and like my jitters. So the way that I kind of combat this is one, if I'm going somewhere, even to a job, I mean, I'm generalizing for casting, but even just jobs and stuff. I will listen to like pump up music like I have an album that's like called fashion week for like songs to basically runway walk to and that really helps me like get in like a like honestly like boss like mood and like that I can do this and then also I will like deep breathe I'll box breathe I'll alternate nostril breathing I'll do breath of fire and I will also listen to like brain binaural or like hertz beats like hc beats to like either calm me down like you can just look this up like I use YouTube music but a lot of people use obviously like Spotify or Apple music and just look up like HC beats or binaural beats and like and then whatever it is like I have I listen to ones to go to sleep I listen to ones to like release toxins ones to release negative energy like anxiety and you know things like that so just look that up it's super helpful I really like that and then like today I was quite nervous I think I was like excited nervous I don't know because like I have worked with anthropology before but I I think I was more just like I really want to work with them again so like I really want this to go well and it just like I don't know it made me like super nervous. I was like kind of shaky and like, just like, I don't know, I was kind of overthinking a little bit. And then I immediately started talking to another model and that made me feel so much better because it like got me out of my head and just like into the present moment. And then like truly being like in my head, like I got this, like you freaking got this affirmations, like all that stuff. And then just because of like my life experience and like the bad things that have happened to me in my life or whatever and listening to podcasts and things and really like putting in my brain often that like life is not that serious and life is like so short it's just like why would I be like stressing myself out so much about this casting like it's not life or death and I always try and remind myself that like what is the worst that will happen and the worst that happens is they don't book you And then that just means that one, you're on their roster for the future because they keep that. You saw them. So it's practice for you. You're networking with people. But the main thing is that you are practicing. So you get the more castings you go to, the more you know how the system works, the more it's less scary and less anxiety inducing. And then also, this is like such a cool story to me, but one time in like 2019 or something, I had, or like 28, late 2018 or something, I had a casting for Shop Up 
and I had no gauge on how it went. Like I was like, I think it went okay, but I don't really know because like if you've been doing this, you know, like sometimes it could go really well and you don't book it or something. But I was like, I didn't hear from them for a while. And I was like, oh, I guess I didn't get it. And then, and like maybe six or seven months later, I ended up booking them and I worked with them consistently for like almost a year. So you just like never know. And also like sometimes like third time's a charm, second time's a charm. Like you just, you never know. And I think like truly, if you think about it, like just being grateful for everything, like it's a win in itself to even get to these castings, to even be signed with an agency. Like that is such a win. It's so competitive to even be getting with these top agencies in any city. So like I really try and like ground myself and tell myself that if something doesn't happen. And like just a side story of like, the you know the thing I talked about before was like a cattle call and like you could see it was like two seconds you saw like the casting directors and then you could basically see everybody who got like onto the next round of the beauty job I talked about on TikTok I think I talked about on here as well but like it was so obvious that I like did not get the job and like for the amount of times that that's happened like I should be like so upset with myself and like you know, if I'm being in like a lack mentality, like imposter syndrome mindset, but it's like, no, it, yeah, sure. It sucks, but it, it doesn't like mean that I'm not beautiful, that I'm not valued. I'm not, you know, worth like worthy, whatever. It just means that I wasn't right for that job. And I feel like you just have to remove yourself that it's not personal. Like nothing is wrong with you especially if you're signed with an agency like you're clearly beautiful you got signed with an agency like there's something special about you if you got signed with an agency and maybe they just like the other girl or person because their hair was maybe better for the job it doesn't mean you don't have good hair I just think like I have as I've been doing this a long time I really like ask anyone I really try and like not create narratives around maybe like oh why did I not get this because it's like there's so many people competing, like, quote, competing against each other. Like, it really has nothing to do with me. It's just that I wasn't right for the job. Like, I will be right for another job. And it's like, then the person that got that job might not be good for this job. It's like, just like I just said, it's like, maybe for like, maybe like I get one out of five jobs or something like that. And it's like the last time I was like, you know, booted like immediately. And then today it was like, no, it went well. They put me in another outfit that happened to me the other day. So it's like, you're just not going to get every job and that's just like inevitable. It's like not everyone's going to like you or you're not going to get every job you apply for, you know, if you're applying to jobs and stuff like that. And um, just like kind of going in a different direction, but like in terms of the confidence thing, I think truly being a content creator in the last, you know, year and some change has actually made me a more confident model because I would go through periods of time with my modeling career. Even when I was busy, I might not work for a week two weeks, but specifically during COVID, I wouldn't work for like months on end. So I would get to places where I would have like major imposter syndrome, major lack mentality and feel so rigid in my body where it almost be like, how do I even pose? Like, what are my angles? Like, I feel like, I feel like I'm basically the tin man and needs to be like greased up. Like literally that's how I feel. And now that I am constantly shooting content, like video pictures, taking pictures, like every single week on social media and also seeing myself in front of a camera every single day. Like I remember my angles. I shoot the content every single week. It comes so much more naturally to me now. Like I was thinking about that today because I was thinking about the last time I shot with anthropology. And although I was still good, 
I think I'm better now because I think I'm more confident. I think I flow better in my poses. And I felt like the casting felt so natural to me because I was like, I'm just moving. Like, I don't need to be... And it's kind of funny, like, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I feel like almost every time I'm on a set where the energy's good, like, I almost read the photographer's mind where I do something, like, as they're saying it. Like, oh, smile. It would be like, I'm already doing that. Or I'm looking the other way because... It's, it's literally a formula. You just have to be comfortable and just like do it. And I think for me, truly, for the longest time, I would be super in my head about, oh, well, what if I do this thing and it's weird? And it's like, that is, no, that's what you have to do because you have to see if it works because if it works, that's amazing. If you don't try, you might be doing like not enough, you know what I mean? And I'm still working on that. And I talked about this in that like episode about like being a woman or whatever of like, I have kind of felt like disconnected from my sexuality, which I think has kind of hindered me as a model because I haven't been as comfortable in front of the camera for that reason. And I'm like, I'm being so honest. This might sound crazy to some people, but I feel like more confident and more connected to that part of myself since I've been on social media. And I think I attribute it to seeing other women doing that and being empowered like in their body that way, where I'm like, I can do that too. Like, They are not sluts. They're not, you know, whatever the narrative might be. Like, I was talking about that this today where, like, some girl was, like, complimenting that I had nice boobs or whatever. It was funny. And I was just, like, I was, like, thank you so much. But I actually have always wanted smaller boobs because I always, like, I didn't want to, like, come off as, like, really over-sexualized and that I wanted people to stare at my boobs because of, like, the world we live in and the stigma around that. And I was like, it's bathing suit season and I feel like my boobs are, like, falling out of all these bathing suits and I feel, like, so uncomfortable about it. So, anyways, I'm working on that because it's, like, it's a body. Who cares? But, like, again, it's a lot of, like, conditioning that I'm trying to, like, uncondition. So, Anyways, that was like a huge tangent. The point I wanted to like wrap that up in a bow with about social media is that like if you're a model or like you want to be a model, I think you like almost have to be on social media, which that like probably a hot take. I don't know, but I just feel like now in this day and age, like back 10 years ago, like nobody was talking about Instagram. Nobody was talking about social media. Your book and your portfolio just like was totally fine for your career. But now your Instagram is asked for like, without a doubt, every single time. Like every single thing I have filled out in the last couple of years says, what's your Instagram handle? And now they're like finding your TikToks and stuff like that. But this is your second portfolio. And then again, it's like, just to like what I just said about being more confident because I'm in front of the camera, I'm constantly posing and doing these photo shoots and things. I think for, you know, seasoned models, like I just said, but even more so for new models where like you need to, work at getting better and like figuring out your angles feeling how to even interact with a photographer and and, you know because it's a mutual like collaboration you have to basically like I have maybe worked with a couple photographers that I wasn't like loving the energy but for the most part like you you can make that a better experience if you know how to make it a better experience so anyways going into the next topic I was driving, I was listening to some podcasts. Again, I listened to like maybe five, I don't know. And there was, but the thing is, I was listening to two different podcasts today, like two different podcasts, like completely shows. And both of the, both of like the podcast shows talked about this similar topic. And I wanted to talk about it because I think it's important 
to watch the way that we talk and like we yeah that we talk about this sort of topic so the topic is talking about like our numbers in terms of our follower count like count view count things like that because i think oftentimes which like i mean this is no fault to their own i think it's it's like anything it's hard to see where you started where when you get to where you wanted to get to but i think as somebody who has is still very much in the growing phase and that has been in this sort of industry for so long i feel comfortable talking about this so like this was the verbiage that i was hearing like oh yeah my my best youtube video only had three hundred thousand views like as if that wasn't good enough like it wasn't high enough and then somebody else said like i only gained a hundred thousand followers in one month and then like as if that wasn't enough like that you know what i'm saying and i was like this is so strange to me and so damaging to new creators because like okay for me the reason why i want to talk about this is because i want to inspire you guys because i at from a very early time in like my you know really being a content creator like not not really before like the last year because i think everyone was kind of like tied up in like how many likes they got and stuff because it like unfortunately has been tied to our worth in our society but when I started to really want to do this full time, I put, I like really like nailed it into my brain from the beginning that like numbers are just vanity. And like so many of my mentors would say that and I would hear it constantly and I was just like, I love this. Like I'm, I'm running with this because, and again, I'm saying like this is damaging for new creators because it's like, if you're starting, here's like a perfect example. So when I started modeling, I, my career like really took off really fast and I was having like some of the top people in this industry telling me that I was going to be a next, next, um, Victoria's Secret Angel. I was like all of these things, blah, 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 comparing me to all these people. And although incredibly flattering, it created this anxiety and imposter syndrome and gap between where I was and where I had to go. Like that void there was so large to me that it actually created like crippling anxiety and made me do like the opposite of what I needed to do in order to actually get to that place. So I think like putting things on pedestals and expectations like that are like very toxic, like not good. Um, although I understand the intention was not bad. It was just, yeah, it did the opposite of, I think, what they intended it for it to do. So anyways, I feel like that kind of correlates where it's like, you're starting with no following, let's say on TikTok, because that's probably more likely where you're maybe starting like at this point in time. You're starting with zero followers. If you hear someone say like, oh, I have, you know, over, I have like 500,000 followers. I'm only getting 300,000 views and that's just not good enough. It's like, 300,000 people if I had 300,000 people watching my videos like and I had a hundred thousand followers I gained in one month like that's literally life-changing for me like that's insane and honestly I don't even want that like I don't even need that and let like let me just keep getting into it so if you're constantly chasing numbers like you will never be happy like obviously that's such a generalization that's such a black statement but like for the most part like truly like this again i have no citation of this at all do your own research but it makes sense to me and actually my dad told me this so my dad my dad's like the smartest guy ever and like he reads very like you know reputable articles so i believe him that there was a study that said once your like basic needs are met 
which I think like the statistic, I think it was, I don't know if it was like for a single person or like whatever in the United States, it was like the, I think like the medium was like $70,000 a year, which obviously ranges from like city to state, depending on like how much are your taxes, how much, you know, the property values, all those things. But anything more than that is honestly just, it's vanity. Like you would just have a bigger house. You would have a bigger car, nicer car, more expensive car. You would have maybe more expensive clothing. You would have more expensive vacations, nicer hotels, all of, you know, first class, business class, whatever it might be. But it doesn't actually like, like in your brain make you happier. Like they've studied that, which I think is quite fascinating actually, because we've created this world, especially with like consumerism and overconsumption. And like, it's the idea of keeping up with the Joneses, which I've talked about a lot is like you, if you're always wanting more and always chasing that next high, really, which like, Instagram is a, and social media is addicting, like getting those likes, getting those followers, all those things. I mean, that's addicting. Like, I don't know what chemicals release, but serotonin, dopamine, endorphins, whatever it is, something's happening there. And the things that light up in your brain from that is really addicting and can be really damaging. So I think if the sooner that you can learn that it's not about the numbers, I think like, Again, I don't know if everybody out there is in social media for the right reasons in terms of monetization, but I think like going into creating content with a good intention behind it and like having a good why and like sticking to your why and always coming back to your why. Like I literally wrote this with tons of exclamation points because like I literally want to hone this in so much is like you will basically always be fulfilled. Like, it doesn't mean you won't burn out because that's kind of inevitable. And like, I think everyone gets a little burnout in life, no matter what they're doing, no matter what career path they're doing and just like shit happens in life, but you're not constantly chasing that next high. Like again, generalization, kind of inevitable to be chasing highs, like with like all of the instant gratification stuff that we have in this world, you know, with like food, alcohol, drugs, movies, music, podcasts, whatever. Um, But I hope you kind of like get that overlying point that it's about your why. Like for me, my why is to like inspire people. And I'm, I'm hoping that I'm doing that with this podcast. I'm doing it with like my Caffeine with Jenny series and talking about how to model and like showing you that like, again, life is not that serious. Like you can do whatever you put your mind to. Like I truly, truly believe that. Like, yes, it might be harder for other people to do it, but like you can do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? I think you truly have that power. So anyways, I think I've gotten into that. Um, But I was basically just honing in like, you know, if I were to gain even like, you know, a thousand followers in a month, like that would be game changing for me. But the main overlying point about the vanity, the numbers is that high numbers does not necessarily equal success automatically. Again, what is your definition of success? Maybe it is like, but I think if you break it all down, it's like my definition of success is to have 10,000 followers, but why? Because I've seen that that maybe leads to brand deals, which then leads to more money, which then leads to me getting a car, getting a nicer house, getting nicer clothes, having nicer vacations, whatever it might be. So, Okay, sure, but I the the point I'm trying to make is that just because you have a lot of followers does not mean that you know how to monetize your account. Like a lot of people go viral for like a specific video that is maybe completely unrelated to like what they want to be known for, and then they have no plan to like 
really follow up with that and they really have no idea how to monetize it and they just have this huge following and nothing really happens and because they gained all these followers overnight their engagement actually goes way down because you start creating all this other content and you may have like a hundred thousand followers and like maybe you have like a million likes or something but you get like 200 views on your videos and that those numbers actually like don't do you justice it would be better if you had like a thousand followers and got like a thousand views on every video because it's like, okay, for what, each follower you're getting a view. Like that engagement is really, really high. Um, and I was watching this creator that I follow. She actually has like two really successful content creation businesses where she's like a coach and then she's also in like skincare. Like she's like a skincare influencer. And I've just heard a lot of stories about this happening. And I'm so, like, it's funny that this happened literally today. I saw this. So it's like a perfect example for this video, or I mean, for this episode. And she basically made a video that she, and she, I would say she's pretty micro still. Like I actually don't know her follower count. I unfortunately left my phone in my car, so I can't check. But um, she, she like posted this video. She's like, I make $20,000 a month. And then she goes into this whole thing. And the $20,000 stuck out to me because I was like, whoa, like that's a lot of money <laughs> for like just a micro influencer. So she like really knows how to monetize her account. And of course, I mean, she's also a coach and helps people do that. But somebody with like over a million followers commented and was like, how do I do this? I can't even make rent. Like I can't pay my bills. And it just literally affirmed like numbers are just vanity. Like she has over a million. If that converted to money, you would say she could be a millionaire, but she doesn't know how to monetize her account. So I think learning this skill in the beginning is so important. Learning really how to position yourself as an expert in whatever you want to be known as. Getting really clear on your messaging, your voice, like what should people go to your page for? And whether it's like very, very niche down, like a lot of people talk about, which this influencer does talk about, is like she's a beauty influencer. She talks about skin for, skincare for acneic skin. Or on my end, which again, I am a newer content creator, and but I'm growing at, at this point, my stats are I'm gaining 100 followers a week. So by next week, I should have 1,000 followers, hopefully. <laughs> um, but for me, it's like I'm doing a lot of lifestyle stuff, but I'm focusing on specific, they call them content buckets, where I talk about, you know, modeling, vlogging, kind of like the back end and BTS of that. I also talk about like newly and renting clothes and some fashion stuff. And then I also do these like sort of hot take caffeine with Jenny things where it's like inspirational. And it's, and then I do like, you know, transitions for just like fun trending sounds with like before and after makeup and clothing and stuff like that. So I'm really kind of hitting these buckets that I talked about before is like educational content, entertaining and inspirational content. So you're hitting a lot of different people's style of content of like what they like to see. So you're bringing in a lot of different people. And like I've said before, like just from my own like consumerism habits is like the people that I follow they kind of like, you know, attracted me in because like a viral video or something. But then they do a lot of these different videos. They do like days in the life. How should they do their hair? Like come behind the scenes with this. They also do like dancing videos and like funny stuff and then some inspirational stuff where they talk about more vulnerable sides of their life. And now I'm like super invested in them and I like I make it a point to go to their page and watch their content. So I think like just being really consistent with that is super important for at least like longevity of your career as content creator. And then learning how to pitch yourself like early on, I think is 
probably one of the best skills that you can have. And I honestly wish I started sooner. Um, I had a lot of blocks about this sort of stuff starting out. And I thought like, oh, I don't have to pitch until I have 10,000 followers or a thousand followers. And it's like, no, that's just not true. Like I was monetizing my account with under 2000 followers on Instagram, like last year. And I like just started. So like, I just, I hope that inspires you that you do not need a lot of followers to make money. Like, I think the first paid job that I had was like $350. And it was for like two reels and like a couple pictures. And like, that was fair to me at the time, you know? And honestly, that would still be fair to me. It just depends. Like, again, I could talk about this totally a whole or subject, but I think I might've talked about it before of like, just because I find that fair doesn't mean you find that fair. And it was, but again, it was like, I had under 2000 followers. I was just starting out. Like I was still pretty new to it. So I would charge more now just because like I'm more seasoned and I, I edit better. I take better pictures, things like that. So anyways, learning how to pitch, it's essentially like a job interview. Like you build a resume, you apply for the job. Like you find the job, you apply for the job. Just pretend like you're on Indeed and you're applying for a job when like you send your resume because you can't really get good at this skill until you start. Like I always talk about this, like you have to start to like have experience. So I would truthfully start pitching like ASAP after you start making consistent content. Like again, this might be a hot take, but even after like a month's worth of content, a few weeks, if you're like being really, really good about it and posting like every single day or something, who's to say you can't like go to a brand and be like, hey, this is the sort of content that I create. Like whether it's for UGC content to like them send products, you take content and then they use it to just like promote it or you're having like really great engagement or something and you pitch, like even if they say no, it's practice. Just like going back to the casting, it's practice. And it's kind of cool to like go to a brand when you're first starting out like in a few weeks and then say like, they don't answer you or they say no, not at this time, but like we'll put you on our list because that's happened to me before, but it's like, uh, okay, I'm on their list. That's amazing. Who knows what will happen? And then you come back in like a few months or like a few weeks, maybe if you exploded online and then they see how much you've grown and you're like, hey, I'd love to create like X type of content for you. Like, please let me know if you have any par- partnerships available for like the month or the quarter, whatever. And then, like I said, you're you're on their list. Like they definitely keep a list of people who show interest. Like I've seen like companies hiring people to literally keep track of mentions that they get on TikTok. Like I think it would be stupid for brands to not do that because you never know who's like, you know, a good potential influencer for a brand. And um, what did I say here? Oh, also I um, this is something again. I'm I've only really started like truly pitching to brands because you know, as having imposter syndrome, honestly, but you want to pitch to brands early because quarterly budgets go really quickly. So like projects take a while to finalize. So sometimes you have like a lot of time with like negotiation and like maybe you take the content and they want edits and you have to do that sort of stuff. So it takes a while sometimes before things go live, especially for the holidays. And it's really like honestly comparable to modeling. Like for modeling, you're basically shooting summer and winter and winter in the summer. Like everything happens way before it goes live because people need time. Like especially if it's like photos that need to go in and like a 
newsletter or they're going who knows you know like a lot maybe a lot of people need to see it before it goes live so I think that's just like kind of a good habit to get into and being aware of like okay what are the holidays happening in the quarters and pitching before those holidays happen and that's how you pitch you say hey you know this holiday's coming up. I'm going to be like, say I'm going to be in Hawaii or something or like more realistic, like I'm going to be at the Jersey Shore. Like I could take some beach content of this stuff for this holiday to come out, like for Memorial Day weekend or something or Labor Day weekend um, and try and like pitch before that goes live. And you need to build your resume. So like if you want to work with specific brands, you really need to create an like you need to be creating that kind of content. They're not just gonna work with you because you have quote a huge following because the partnership won't convert for them. And I truly think people are sleeping on smaller creators. Like I talk about this all the time. I'm so passionate about it because one, like I'm a smaller creator and I know that I have a huge influence even on this, like the group in my like circle in real life. And I've also worked with like nano, nano influencers for Ava and my ROI with them is so good. And I also think like a lot of brands immediately see influencers and they're like, oh, nope, their followers not good enough. I, we can't work with them. But maybe they take really good content. So it's like you can't like discount and just like not put into the equation that they could create user generated content or UGC for the brand. And then just like they don't post it on their page or like they could, I guess. And then they use it to, you know, pay for sponsored ads and push it out there. So that's more for like brand owners as well, but also for you guys, because you should know, like there are platforms that you can make UGC for brands, get paid, and then like not even post it on your page. And that's how people are making a lot of money right now. Like I'm, I've just started following a couple people on TikTok that do this. They're making like $10,000 a month by just creating UGC and they don't have a massive following. So something to take into create consideration. So I hope you guys like this episode. It's so funny, like this is a almost 15 minute long episode and I was like, I'm not gonna have time for an episode, which I'm kind of screwing myself because I do need to make my sister's shop book and like get ready for her birthday tomorrow, but that's okay. I was feeling inspired. So love you guys. Thank you so much. And side note, I'm going to plug my brand right now because I just launched some new products um, from Kira Moon. We're now like a stockist for Kira Moon and they're so freaking cute. I'm so excited for this cryofacial like globe thing. So it's like ask, oh my gosh, acts as like cryo on your skin and they're so cute there's like glitter in them and then there's also like a handheld mirror and then a cute little tote bag so go check it out i think it's like such a good self-care gift for yourself or a gift for somebody else so thank you guys so much for listening as always go follow our social channels i think probably the best place to follow us to be completely honest is on instagram so at attracting abundance on podcast on instagram and then getting on our newsletter like i always talk about that will be in the show notes and then there you can also access the Google form to ask us any questions for future episodes. Again, I'm open to anything to talk about on this podcast. So thank you guys so much for being here. See you next time. Bye. Get up.